What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. We have an incredible guest for you today, and his name is Austin Butner. Austin was the deputy mayor of the city of Los Angeles. He was the CEO of LA Times, and he was the superintendent of the Los Angeles Unified School District, which is the largest school district in California and the second largest in our country. He is also the author and creator of Proposition 28, which is a bill that passed last year and is the largest investment in arts and music education in our nation's history. Austin is a brilliant businessman, entrepreneur, and now he's a full-time philanthropist, and his passion is making sure that kids learn arts and music and get the education that they need. So whether you are a musician that is a teacher looking to be a teacher, maybe you're a parent, maybe you're a student, maybe you're an aunt or an uncle, whatever it is, we're going to go deep into Prop 28 and all that it brings to our state and to 6 million kids in California and how Jamcard is getting involved with our new platform called School Gig. So check it out. I hope you enjoy. And I think there's a lot to learn in this episode. So here is Austin Butner. Go. Thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy doing all sorts of really big things. Um, but I would love to talk to you about Proposition 28. So what is Proposition 28? Proposition 28 provides the funding for schools to make sure everyone, each and every one of the 6 million kids in California public schools can participate in arts and music at schools. Now, why does that matter? I don't, I don't know what I need to tell you, but we all have our story of arts, right? Yeah. Mine's a, a kid who changed elementary schools a bunch. As a young child, my family, my parents took different jobs. Coming to a new school in the middle of fifth grade did not know a soul. My concern that day was not literacy or math. It was, who was I going to lunch with? I didn't know anybody. Fortunately, I was invited to a music class. Teacher handed me a cello. Cello became bass. Bass became guitar. I could play in front of thousands of people before I can speak in front of tens of people. Yeah. But it all started with that sense of belonging, that sense of agency, a group being part of something. And that's my story. And you have your story. And all of us have a story on how the art has made us whole as people, has helped provide the glue uh, to our education. Uh, But sadly, in the state of California, barely one in five kids have had the chance to participate in arts and music at schools. So we solved the problem. Sometimes to solve a problem, you need to make it a little bit bigger. So we went directly to the voters in the state of California and said, listen, we can take money the state already has, no new taxes, and we're going to dedicate a billion dollars a year to make sure every kid can participate. We'll hire about 15,000 teachers statewide. And every school is going to have arts and music and every kid has a chance to participate in whether it's the cello that I found in fifth grade in that group, uh, your journey on drums and music, uh, art, dance, animation, theater, everybody's got a chance to participate. We're all in and we know it's going to do great things for kids in California. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I know um, how I heard about it was after it passed, uh, Aloe Black called me and was like, you got to know about this thing. I need to introduce you to this guy. <laughs> we need to get you involved. And uh, and he told me all about it and it really blew my mind. I was like, it's it's kind of one of those things that feels too good to be true. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a billion dollars. Yeah, there's no catch. There's no catch. No new taxes. The yeah. state has the money. What we're doing is just say, spend it on kids where it's going to make a difference. And we know it's going to make a difference. Oh, yeah. Now that we got it, okay, what do we do? How do we make sure it works? How do we make sure every kid has a chance to participate? How do we bring in that next generation of talent into schools who are going to inspire kids? help them find a sense of belonging, give them the agency they want uh, to express themselves. So I think California, what we're doing here is a model for the nation, if not the world. Yeah. 
it is the largest investment in arts and music ever in our nation's history. Uh, and what happens here is going to ripple through the rest of the country. We're going to see really just an expansion of arts and music, a chance for kids to participate like we've never seen before. And I think that's really cool. Man, it's so amazing. Like I, I can only imagine what it would have been like for me to have that because I actually had to go and kind of discover music on my own. Like I had my community at school and everything, but I really just felt like music was the thing that made me discover passion, which led me to taking risks and led me to communicate. And then being a drummer made me the backbone of my band, which then let me be a leader. And now I lead a company. So, so yeah, passion, leadership, yeah. commitment, stick Those are life skills. Communication. They can take you everywhere. Yeah. And you know, we had an interesting test of this to actually put something on the state ballot in hopes that voters will vote for it. You have to collect a million wet signatures on this official piece of paper. Mm. Uh, and the way you go about it, we had volunteer teachers going out and getting signatures, but for the most part, we had paid signature gatherers who were independent contractors by law. Yeah. So they take a clipboard, uh, they can give them a clipboard in Los Angeles and head to Oakland or vice versa. Uh, so they can go where the action is. They'll go where the signatures are. Yeah. I spent a couple weekends and Saturdays and Sundays visiting grocery stores with them and seeing what happens. You hand some a clipboard and say, do you want to support arts and music for kids in schools? The signature happens about 90 seconds. Yeah. And then you would see the mercenary signature gatherers start to get frustrated or a little bit impatient because everybody's got a story. Yeah. Uh, and the signature is going, hey, listen, wow. Emma, I'd love to hear your story, but I got the clock ticking here. I could be getting another signature <laughs> I here. I got work to do. I got work to do, yeah. but everybody's got a story. My kid, myself, my next door neighbor, my grandchild, my wow. grandparent, and uh, arts are universal and they're part of humanity. Yeah. So the fact that we had public schools without that humanity, you know, shame on all of us. But yeah. We can fix it. We are fixing it. Uh, it's fantastic. It passed. It passed by the largest margin of victory ever for an education initiative in the state of California. It's amazing. We built this amazing coalition, people like Aloe Black and artists. We had people who work in schools, uh, the entertainment industry broadly defined, uh, teachers, bus drivers, uh, anyone you could think of who we had a chance to talk to about it said, I'm in, what can I do to help? Uh, and really grassroots, this is the people speaking. There were no big yeah. moneyed interests. We didn't run tens of millions of dollars of TV ads to convince you to vote yes or no. We just put it out there and said, this is the voice of the people. We need to provide this opportunity for kids and voters overwhelmingly said yes. That's incredible. So how do the schools get the money? Direct. It's about as direct as you can do. We wrote a formula which provided every kid in every school the opportunity and a double dose for kids in higher needs schools, higher needs communities where historically they've been least able to access it at schools and families maybe can't afford to provide it outside of school. Mm -hmm. So every school is getting something. High needs communities get twice as much. There's a formula very specific. So as a former superintendent, I want to make sure school districts, the bureaucrats in Sacramento couldn't fool around with it. So schools know exactly how much they're having. It goes directly to them for every school year. They know how much they're getting for this school year. They'll know how much for next year. And by the way, every year forever, this is a forever. Uh, and you know, from your experience in the arts and in music, continuity matters. Yeah. As a school, you want to build a program. You build a program around people, around that gifted teacher, that Pied Piper to bring people together. Yep, yep. And to bring that Pied Piper into school, you need to be able to say, hey, Elmo, can you help us build a music program, not just for today, but for two years from now and 20 years from now. And that's what's going to happen at schools because this is ongoing funding, which is critically important. So arts aren't the afterthought. Here's something for one year, don't know about next year. We want real talent in schools, which means you can provide real opportunity. And part of a real opportunity is a career, not just a, a gig, if you will. 
we'll talk about that. Yeah. You know, but sometimes people think pejorative about a gig because it comes and goes. Yeah. Well, this gig in a school is a forever. It's a forever gig. So the school or the district uh, can hire this teacher, yep. this arts educator, yep. and then they they get the money to hire this arts educator forever. Yes. The salary and, and- is fully... Salary is fully covered. Everything's yeah. covered. Now, what we did also was give agency to schools because yeah. I think that's really important. There are about 10,000 public schools across the state of California and the community of Marin is different than Boyle Heights, is different than Pacoima, is different than Chula Vista or Wilmington down in the Harbor area in Los Angeles. Yeah. All different. Let's give agency to families. The families in that school community, the teachers and the school leadership, they can decide the program they want for their school. Yeah. Dance, animation, mariachi, hip hop, beat making, you decide. Families, you get to decide. Uh, and we all have a point of view about the arts. Yeah. You know, new math curriculum, you know, be careful. I'm not so sure that many of us are informed enough or <laughs> have the courage to, to weigh in on a topic like that. <laughs> right. A little intimidating, right? Yes. But we said, Elmo, guess what? Uh, your child's school, we're going to bring in a new arts program. What's your point of view? We all have a point of view. An yes. informed one because we've lived that experience. So schools have the agency. Uh, schools then need to bring talent in. And I know we're going to talk about that. That's yeah. really the main event is how do we connect talent in schools? Uh, and then over time, what we're going to do and you and Elmo, I'm uh, sorry, you and Aloe and others are going to help us, which is let's share what's good. Yeah. You know, the way we're going to raise all the boats in the Harbor is share great things that are already happening in schools and help more schools access those. When new ideas come, make sure schools know all about those. Uh, and you know, if, if we're in Montana, I might be a little more concerned nothing against my friends right. in Montana. Yeah. <laughs> we're California. We're the capital yeah. of creative, we're the capital of the creative community in this country, if not the world. So pick your form of creative expression, animation, dance, theater, uh, graphic design, whatever it might be in the arts, the talent's here. Yes. Let's connect it with schools. Let's bring them to schools. Let's give kids a really rich 21st century education experience. Uh, to complement what they're getting in literacy and math, and it's going to be the glue that holds that together. Absolutely. I forgot to say that Austin was the superintendent of LAUSD, Los Angeles Unified School District, the biggest uh, school district in the in the state. Yeah, we know. We we you know it's interesting. You you uh, have a job like that, frankly, which is one of the coolest things I've ever done. It's yeah. fantastic to try to make a life difference in the life of kids. And I was th- saw my job as not I wasn't the head teacher or the head principal. My job was to make sure people in schools had what they needed. Mm. Uh, and so we experimented, we tried things. We brought Fender in, provided 15,000 kids with free guitars in teacher-led classes. Grew like wildfire because the kids loved it. The teachers loved it. It was a way to connect and engage. Uh, the creative people at Illumination joined us and we created a, a way to tell stories through the form of animation. That's now a four-credit class. James Cameron joined us about storytelling culture, history, literacy, the physics of the deep sea by creating a class about the deep sea and the Titanic. Of course, James Cameron and the Titanic, we all know that. So the next generation of opportunity to use all the tools that we have at our disposal in LA Unified, what we found is if we open the doors and brought talent in, they're all there. They yeah. want to help. Now, before We'd bring them in and say, by the way, we're kind of broke. Can you help us hire a great teacher to do this? Whatever this is. Fender yeah. gave us free guitars. Uh, thank you for that. Now schools have the money. So when when we're bringing in artists, we're bringing in Aloe Black or a James Cameron or someone, we say, okay, w- w- help us find the teacher. Yeah. Help us tell that story. Uh, but we got the money to pay the teacher. Uh, total game changer. It's amazing. 
And that's where I got really excited. I think that's where I got the call, right? Was like, okay, well, we have to create a lot of new teachers, right? We have to make, there's 5,000 existing arts educators. Uh, Closer to 10 across the state, closer to 10. And there's the ability to hire 15,000 more. We need to bring 15,000 talented people into schools. Now, 15,000 is just a number, yeah. right? Uh, give that some dimension. That's more than our teaching in California public schools today, arts and music. Yeah. And it is a greater number than will be higher in the rest of the country combined over the next couple, three years. Wow. So it's a lift. It's not simple. Yeah. But we know what to do. We know where the talent is here. So how do we do it? How do we connect talent and opportunity, yeah. artist and school? Well, that's what this is about. That's what School Gig is about. It's part of an essential piece of sort of changing the paradigm of how talent gets connected to schools. Absolutely. Uh, but it's critical because the funding's there, but if you can't, find the right teacher with the funding, you don't have a program. And then we're back to the bad old days in California where kids can't participate in arts and music. So yes. the enabler is the teacher. Yes. Because the magic happens in the classroom. Absolutely. So the good news, the money's there. The challenge now is how are we going to help schools find the talent? How are we going to help talent know about these good paying opportunities in our public schools? Yes. And you just mentioned School Gig. So if you don't know, School Gig is a, a brand new platform that Jamcard built in conjunction with Proposition 28. Uh, to make sure we built it correctly and hit all the all the right things. And so if you are an artist and you are interested in becoming a teacher, you can go to schoolgig.us and create an account for free and see the jobs that are there. So you can build your profile out, say your level of education, um, the subjects that you'd be interested in teaching. If it's because uh, another thing that's really important is this is everything from preschool through high school. So you could say, you're interested in high school or elementary school or all of the above, whatever it is, but you can see all the opportunities. So if you are a musician, a producer, a songwriter, an artist, a visual artist, a dancer, computer programming is even covered in this. If you're any form of artist and you're interested in teaching, you can go to schoolgig.us and see the current availabilities uh, and the jobs that are hiring. And we're adding more and more jobs uh, every day because it's just now, it's the beginning of this. So it is a platform for free for you to find all of this. Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things when, when Allo introduced us, we started talking, yeah. you know, what's the problem we're trying to solve? How does this help? Uh, traditionally, if a school's looking for a music teacher, we'll just stay with music. It could be, as you said, dance or animation, theater, lots of different things. Yeah. Uh, they'll call a school district and they'll say, you got any music teachers? No. Call back next year. You know, on to the next. Uh, and so schools, don't do much recruiting before they're beyond their four walls. School districts don't do much recruiting outside the boundaries of their schools. And in today's day and age, whether it's a jam card or any of your other listeners who have a business of any sorts, you look for talent around the world. You go on Indeed, LinkedIn, you go into the ether, the world, the the world of digital tools and say, let's find the best talent we can as jam card. Yeah. So we're connecting a drummer uh, and a keyboardist and they need a sound tech. Great. Jam card can help do that. Well, the mm. same thing for schools. So yep. we we help Schools connect with artists where they are, which is in the world. They're mm -hmm. not walking down the street in front of an elementary school with a paper yep. resume in hand looking for a job. Yep. And at the same time, we've tried to do with your help uh, and, and uh, Aloe and others is to say, okay, let's break down the component pieces by meeting people, not only where they are literally or, or digitally, uh, but in a sense of what is their knowledge base. So put it in language because uh, there are 1,037 school districts in the state of California. So right now, Without school gig, you'd have to go on 1,037 different websites, which means there are 1,038 different ways to get hired. <laughs> uh, you need some sort of secret decoder ring because of all the jargon and all the whatever. There's about 27 different drop-down menus. 
Uh, and it would take an awful lot of stick to yeah. uh, or that decoder ring to get through it all. Yeah. So what school gigs doing is saying, okay, we found this talented drummer. Okay. And so she or he's going to let us know about their skills and their experiences and their interest is with the little kids in preschool or elementary. You want to be with the big kids in high school. That's, that's, we're meeting you where you are. And now we're presenting you with an opportunity in language you can understand. Here's what it pays. Here's where it is. Here's what the schedule might look like. Here's the talent we're looking for because the school's told that. And we're just connecting talent and opportunity. Uh, it sounds, it's, it's not the revolution in the rest of the world that it is in schools because right. historically schools haven't gone about it that way. In part because traditional educators come through a school of education. They're, they've decided somewhere in that journey that's what they want. Uh, I don't know that they take a course in the jargon of getting hired by a school district, but more or less that's in the air, that's in the ether. Now here, when we're opening up the doors, uh, literally and figuratively, of schools to artists of all stripes and sizes, well, they're not in that world. Mm. Uh, so school gig, it's a platform, but it's more than a platform. It's that connection of language and opportunity. Uh, hopefully both sides can use and understand. And uh, as much, uh, I think, as the opportunity is going to be exciting to artists, uh, it's a tremendous and new day for schools because that school heretofore, which would have called and said, find me a music teacher and gotten no answer, then they would have put their, you know, slunk back into their uh, school and said, gosh, I wish we could offer music this year to our kids, but we can't find a teacher. Yeah. Now they can find a teacher. Uh, so we can connect a school in Inglewood with an artist in the Bay Area mm -hmm. or vice versa. Yeah. Never would have happened before. So the world of opportunity opens for the artist and for the school to help the kid. Amazing. And there's part-time jobs, there's full-time jobs, there's after-school jobs, there's a lot of... Yeah, so all the flexibility and, and uh, not all jobs will be full or part-time, but the the arts, the artist who aspires to become an arts educator can state their preference and that's how the match gets made. And the school may say, well, we're, okay, we'll put together two music teachers to fill out the week, uh, different than a classroom teacher. You can do it part-time if you wish to. Uh, which allows an artist to continue to pursue, if you will, the side hustle, the, the main hustle, whatever they think about that. So they can still write their music. They can mm -hmm. still uh, head to the studio. They could still tour in summers. There's ways to, one and one is about five here. Yeah. Uh, but that job in a school offers great pay, a chance to work with kids, share your craft, share your passion, uh, get benefits, all the stability that working in a school provides while you pursue your art. Yeah. Uh, and whether that translates to full or part-time at a school, you know, you tell us yeah. as an artist what you're interested in and there's going to be a match for you somewhere. Yeah, because it depends on where you are in your life, whether you're a young artist trying to grow or maybe you've already been a professional artist for 10, 15, 20 years and you're like, I'm ready to have some more stability and Stability home. or maybe you've really hit the ball out of the park and you want to give back. Yeah. Come in, give back. This is, a, we've now Absolutely. got the structure for you to give back uh, and a way to bring your talents and experiences to help benefit kids in school. Yeah. And it's been so cool too, as we've been getting deeper and deeper into this. And I talked to more and more artists in our circle in the community. We just had Omarion on the last episode. He's, he's a, a LA uh, or he's an Inglewood kid, went to Hamilton high. Terrace Martin went to Hamilton high. Kamasi Washington, like Manny Merriquin, like a lot of, a lot of our friends in the circle are all public school, California people that have made it at a high, super high level in art. And it's like so amazing how much it, meant to them. And all of, a lot of them have said, you know, got them out of the streets if it wasn't for the art, um, or finding their passion in music and, and being able to have, uh, a teacher that like encourages them and lets them know, Hey, you can oh, do oh, yeah. this. No, no, that's the, 
it's a shared journey. The arts yeah. are in all of us. And so many of the people that you know, that we know in the world of the arts who've been successful, who are leaders, uh, when we put together the coalition, yeah, uh, you know, Quincy Jones, mm -hmm. and I'm paraphrasing, he supported, he, we had him at hello and yeah. his, his, uh, expressed his support basically by saying, listen, I'd be a debtor in jail, but yeah. for, but for arts and music. Uh, Katy Perry talked about the social emotional side and how it helps people be connected. Uh, we see art through different ways, expression through different ways, but the opportunity to bring the Omarions in the world back, it helped connect them uh, at Inglewood High. You know, I look forward to going there, Omarion Inglewood High. Yeah. When they're, when they're adding music, if that's what he chooses to help them with and they yeah. choose at that school, that will be a thing and that'll be really cool to see and think of the thousands of kids in whose lives he's going to be able to make a difference and that program will make a difference. It's really exciting. I'm so happy to be able to contribute in any way. Like, Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, you know, shout out to you and Jam Card. When Allo introduced us, uh, I felt like I was pushing an open door <laughs> uh, in part because of your journey, in part because yeah. of your passion uh, and desire to make a difference. Uh, and you and your team have been extraordinary to work with. Uh, to give some sense, part of what we did here was bring philanthropy and Jamcard together mm. to do this uh, in a way. I, I don't think it was in your business plan at Jamcard no. <laughs> to say we're going to do this and help kids, right? Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, we did it because the muscle memory doesn't exist in California to support public schools in this way. Yeah, We can say, oh, well, the state should be doing this. Maybe. Eight years, 10 years. I don't know how long it yeah. take them to do it. And, and it's not a knock on anyone who works for the state, they do good work. They work hard. Yeah. Uh, but nobody goes to the state to say, can you help us create this technology platform really quickly to connect artists and schools? That's just not something that would probably be, it's not the place you'd go. Yeah. And so your team stepped up, uh, I don't want to say it, about three or four months, start to finish. Here we are. Yeah. It works. It's got world-class technology. Uh, it's got world-class communication people behind it. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm proud of it, but I, I hope you are as well because- uh, this is maybe not Jamcard's finest hour, but it is a fine hour. Uh, and I think it's going to make a difference for millions of kids in the state of California. It feels really good. I mean, I'm an, I'm an, I went to Arcadia High School. I'm a public school kid also from LA. And so, and uh, shout out to Christian also and, and the whole Jamcard team for working super hard. We <laughs> had to steer the ship towards it and be like, we're doing this. <laughs> Luckily, everyone was like, yes, you know, no one pushing back. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, at each step, yeah. I mean, think of our launch uh, just a couple of weeks ago at fifteen hundred yeah. or nothing. Yeah, yeah. With Ransom James and and Omarion and mm. others and D Smoke, and you go, okay, what school event has ever been like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the energy and enthusiasm, and I don't know if I shared this with you after, so I came and I spoke a little bit and. Uh, I don't know. It would have been like, where's Waldo? People could have picked me out and said, okay, <laughs> who doesn't belong with this group? It's a bunch of hip hop collaborators. Uh, and there's this old guy in the corner. What's he talking about? <laughs> but I got to say, after I spoke, uh, half the people would come up individually and say, that's kind of cool. I've been thinking about it. I'd love to find a way to help in schools. Yeah. Uh, and these are some of the highest level top talented creators in the world that you brought together. Uh, I think folks at 1500 or nothing did. And this is a movement. We're, we're all in now about helping kids in schools. Uh, and we found the pathway, not just for an individual who wants to find a great paying job, but for the whole team at 1500 yeah. or nothing and the whole team at Jamcard to say, okay, like you, we all started in public schools. Yeah, yeah. So how do we pay forward? How do we help that next generation? Well, now we got it. This is our, this is our vehicle. This is our movement. 
it's going to be as good as we collectively can make it. Yeah, absolutely. I got to give you some credit though, because uh, Austin's friends with everybody and you just heard him drop D smoke and James Fauntleroy and Rance. And when I was like, Oh yeah, I was talking with, uh, with Rance and James originally, you're like, Oh yeah, I was already over there. I'm friends with Rance. <laughs> I was like, man, who is this guy? And then I'll never forget too. You're like, Oh, I was talking with Steve Ballmer. And also I was talking with Issa Rae. I'm like, Issa Rae. So I'll give you some credit on the street. Well, you know, listen, um, I've had the good fortune in my life, uh, you know, public school kid, son of a school teacher and immigrant music for me kind of made me whole as that shy kid. I could have got lost if yeah. I didn't have anybody to eat lunch with by about fifth grade and my fifth different elementary school might've been a very different path. Yeah. Uh, Providence has shined on me. I had the chance to work in schools, meet a whole mess of people. Uh, but I, you know, this is the product. It is a movement. Yeah. The day we announced we were doing this, when I announced we were doing this, Will I Am, Dr. Dre, Jimmy Iovine, Issa Rae, Chris Melodandry, the talented genius founder of Illumination, all stood up and said, we're going to do this. We yeah. didn't have one signature. Yeah. We didn't have a clipboard. But when you can get people like that who want to help, you create a movement. Yeah. Uh, and so, so many people have become part of this movement. Like you, some joined uh, day one, some joined along the way, and they continue to join us because- the future of our community, define that as Los Angeles, California, our nation, it's the kids in our public schools. Yeah. Uh, this is how we pay it forward. This is how we make a difference for them. And long-term, they're going to make a difference for all of us. Absolutely. So how long has the journey been for you with Prop 28? Like from when you were like, I'm going to start this and, and create this bill. Uh, so it, it uh, I stepped down as superintendent after being superintendent during COVID. That was... Uh, about three years, but 33 dog years. My uh, God, I can only imagine. Seven hours a day, seven days a week, 15 hours a day. You know, I'm proud of what we did together with our my colleagues in schools. We provided 140 million meals wow. to hungry children and adults. That's the largest food relief effort in our nation's history. Wow. We made sure half a million kids had a computer and free internet to stay connected and continue learning. And by the way, that worked because LA kids were the only school district in the nation to show progress in literacy and math during COVID. Wow. The only school district because we kept teachers safe, kept kids connected, kept them learning. Uh, we set up and ran the most comprehensive cost-effective COVID testing operation in the country, provided free COVID tests to 20 million people, cost of less than $10 a test when cities and counties are paying a hundred. Mm -hmm. You do that for a while, you, you kind of run out of gas. So I stepped down and said, okay, let's pass the baton. Wow. Uh, we're through COVID here. Um, and I started to reflect on what I learned in part of my journey. And as I visited schools, the point I made earlier about my job to make sure schools had what they needed. So I would ask every school I went to on the way out, thank you, Madam Principal, for giving me a tour. Uh, what can I do to help? Sometime it might be paint. Sometime it might be, listen, we want to change our math curriculum. Uh, I really need a PE teacher, whatever it might be. But always in the top three was arts and music, mm. always. And so I started to reflect on that, did a little bit of homework, realized just how dire the situation was, how cut, cut, cut over the last 25 years had taken it to the point where barely one in five kids could participate. Uh, and I said, okay, let's, maybe we take a different approach. Uh, did a little bit of homework, uh, said, well, what if we went right to the voters, create a ballot initiative? We have this wonderful thing in the state of California. Most of the time you see it through muddied interest and special interests, but what if we truly created a grassroots movement around arts and music? Uh, by the fall of 2021, uh, we'd language. Yeah, you know, submit your language to the state and they grind over it and come up with a what's called a title and summary, which is really what the voters see. The voters read that one paragraph in the, uh, uh, the voter guide. 
uh, the actual initiative I wrote. It's only a couple pages. Some of them are hundreds of pages. This was two pages. Arts and music for kids, goes to schools, schools get to decide, go for it. That's what it says. Uh, we went out, started collecting signatures. Um, we raised a little bit of money to do that. That's the only money we raised. We got those million signatures. We got more than a million in less than 90 days, the fastest ever because people believed in it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think we felt we were on the side of the angels when the voter guide came out. So it's a hundred pages and most people, maybe, maybe everybody reads it. I don't know that my household ever reads the whole thing, but it's the background in every candidate. And then for ballot initiatives, they're page left side says why you should vote yes. And the right side says why you should vote no. Uh, when you opened, I think it was page 104. There's prop 28. Left side, the arguments we wrote, why you should vote yes. Uh, the right side was blank, but for the words, no arguments were submitted in opposition. That's never happened. Wow. Because there were no arguments. And, and I'll uh, wow. defer to an expert like George Skelton, a legendary LA Times columnist who said, He's never seen it like that. And I'm paraphrasing, but I think his words were, this is the biggest no-brainer on the ballot. Vote yes. So when you see no opposition and you see people like George Skelton come out and say, this one makes sense. Someone who spent a lifetime looking at all these different initiatives. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I felt we'd done the right thing. Amazing. feel really good about it. Uh, but it speaks to the strength of the coalition that we could bring together. It speaks to the right idea, the need in, our, in schools that kids have, uh, and a way to do it. Uh, and- I had the good fortune in my life to work in schools, to work outside of schools, to know who to bring in to help as part of this team. So we built a great team to do it. And I think we did it the right way. And now we just got to make sure all of us who believe in this get in and help now because it's that talent to schools, which is really where the kids get connected with this proposition, with this effort. Absolutely. I'm very grateful for our friendship. Uh, I, I, I love having you in my life. And I, I take a lot from our, even our the weekly Prop 28 committee calls <laughs> and all the fun all the fun things. That, and I learned a lot because you have such a big vision and you do such big things. And the fact that you can make something so big but and have such little opposition is is really incredible, especially in today's world. Um, well, you know, just, just, to be, just to let you know some of the fun we have. So uh, for those who are watching as opposed to listening, they know that my your doppelganger, uh, has had quite a distinguished Formula One career. So I refer to him sometimes as Daniel. Uh, that's Daniel Ricardo. for Daniel those who don't Ricardo. <laughs> and so if anybody now can see Formula One and doesn't see Elmo working every other Sunday in that Formula <laughs> One car, <laughs> uh, drive to survive Elmo Lovano. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was when we went from just like a, business business partners, colleagues to uh, friends was, you know, it was like, it was like, you like Formula One? Oh, I think as I had like a, I had a hat on. You had a hat on. That's how I said you changed teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you were rocking Mercedes when I knew you were driving for somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, the, my, my phone screen right now is, uh, myself and Omarion in Lewis Hamilton's car that our editor just, uh, photoshopped and sent to me today. (laughs) Um, can I ask you a couple business entrepreneurial questions? How did you get the gig as CEO of LA Times? So I, uh, my career, I went to uh, Wall Street finance out of college, somewhat by accident. I'd never been in a bank before. The only financial institution I'd ever been was a teacher's credit union with my mom. And I thought money was when you stamped in a passbook savings account, that's when you actually knew you had money. So, you know, you cut someone's lawn and make $4 and you deposit it and it shows up in your bank account, right? Or your passbook savings. So I went there, uh, tides rising in the harbor, things went reasonably well. Yeah. 
Um, I uh, ultimately wound up starting my own firm, uh, took it public. It's still a public company today, has offices around the world, serving clients around the world. Uh, a few years after doing that, I broke my neck mountain biking. Almost died twice. Almost died in the helicopter on the way to the trauma center, went in anaphylactic shock after one of the surgeries. Uh, and as I'm looking at the ceiling and kind of dingy ceilings uh, in the hospital, thinking about uh, what life's like next was for me, I realized that when well, my kid's college is paid for, maybe I got this next chapter to try to make a difference. Uh, and that's when I went to work as deputy mayor in the city of Los Angeles. I became publisher of the LA Times, uh, in part because I felt that that civic conscience of our community. That's what the LA Times yeah. is all about. And I was publisher of the San Diego Union Tribune as well. Uh, and I thought that the path to having that in local ownership, which ultimately became was right, it's important, um, because you don't have a community without a civic conscience. And that's the role the LA Times can and should play. Yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, or sadly, uh, local media's been under some of the same pressures as arts and music, cut, cut, cut. Uh, that's not an answer. You know, the strength of journalism is in the newsroom. That's the talent. Those are your artists. Those are your teachers. Yeah. You need to invest in the artists and the teachers and the outcome is going to be great. When you start cutting that, it's not great. So I stepped in saying, okay, we can put this on a different trajectory, uh, make it all about the story of California. Uh, that's what we tried to do. Unfortunately, at the time, uh, some overlords from outside of Los Angeles thought that cut, cut, cut was the answer. So I stepped aside because I said, that's not right. Yeah. We're not going to cut the newsroom. We're not going to cut the the lifeblood of an organization. Yeah. Um, uh, but that led me to something else. I decided to start an organization called Vision Learn, uh, mm -hmm. which provides free eyeglasses to kids in low-income communities around the country. Um, many people might not know, but about one in four kids need glasses. That's human physiology, whether from a family with means or family struggling to get by, one in four. And if we went to a low-income neighborhood, looked at a school classroom, you'd see most kids don't have them. Families don't have money. They don't have agency. There's no eye doctor in the neighborhood. They don't know the language. Uh, the documentation status might be questionable, whatever it might be. Uh, so Vision to Learn uh, now serves kids in more than 800 cities across the country. We've helped provide eye care to 2.6 million kids who otherwise wow. wouldn't have had it. Incredible. Um, uh, so, you know, one opportunity leads to another, but I sort of had a fork in the road for me uh, a number of years ago now when I had an unfortunate accident, but I decided the next chapter is going to be making a difference and the opportunity to work in schools, the opportunity to lead a news organization, the opportunity to provide glasses to kids, to make sure a community doesn't go hungry during COVID. It's really been a privilege and I'm not sure what's next, but for me, it's a passion. The ability to make a difference is a gift uh, and the ability to, to build that coalition, the opportunity to build that coalition. Um, Cause it's never been about me. My name's not in any of this stuff. Yeah, It's about the kids. It's about people who don't have the same advantages when they're born perhaps because of their family circumstance or the community in which they live, we can fix it by making sure kids have glasses. You know, think about it today, uh, kids going to go to school. We know they're going to get arts and music. We've solved yeah. that. If they're hungry, we're going to provide food. Uh, the law makes sure they have the textbook and the materials they need, and they're going to have a great teacher in the classroom. Why not glasses? Yeah. You know, and, and, and. So I think if we all recognize the importance and that cherished place public schools have as the foundation of our community, uh, you know, it's become my life's work and I'm thrilled to get up in the morning and keep working it. How did you become such a big thinker though? Where did that come from? Uh, I, I, I kind of like to think of myself more as a doer than a thinker, I guess. Uh, yeah, but you got to think first. 
Well, you are definitely a doer. You're an executor, but you got to have that vision. It, like for you to be a normal public school kid and you do this thing and then you just breezed over of growing a company and taking it public and it still operates today and functions like, and then everything else you've well, done. Well, maybe think of it as a puzzle more okay. than, a, than a vision. Yeah. Uh, glasses. I didn't discover that kids didn't have glasses. If you walked in any school classroom, a teacher would tell you, you know, the kids who sit up in the front in kindergarten, because they can't see. Mm. The ones who are misbehaving, they're not a behavior problem. They just, it's what you're showing on the board, they can't wow. internalize or connect with. So they're roaming around the room. Wow. So they're mislabeled as a behavior problem. By fourth or fifth grade, they're mislabeled, misdiagnosed as a slow learner. And by about eighth grade, they'll drop out. Wow. I didn't discover that. Yeah. But someone shared that problem with me. And so now the puzzle, okay, what are we going to do about it? Uh, we don't need to walk around and tell more people the problem exists. That's not a solution. So you start to look at the component pieces and say, is a kid getting a vision screening? Where do they have to do? What has to happen for an eye exam? So on that one, the big reveal for me was looking at the pieces. Uh, we came across one of the uh, institutions of higher learning in the Los Angeles area as an ophthalmological school, world renowned. They train new eye doctors. They used to take a van out once a month to a mall, help minor kids. Uh, they provide each of the kids and whatever parent or family member or guardian went with them with a voucher for a free pair of glasses and a prescription. Half the vouchers didn't get turned in. Wow. So let's take a step back and say, now what, what do we see in that? Well, you need a tremendous amount of agency to get to the mall in the first place. And they got that far and half of them still didn't get to the promised land. So my thought was, well, let's flip it. Let's bring the answer right to where the kid is at their school. So we're going to bring the eye doctor to the school. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. That's how you can help 100% of the kids. Nobody's right. going to get left behind. Right. So I think for me, the opportunity to connect that puzzle, making puzzle solving and figuring out who can help us solve this puzzle, uh, uh, I enjoy that. I enjoy the puzzle aspect. Uh, I didn't discover the problem, but maybe I and we were able to unpack it in its component parts like Prop 28. The problem ultimately with the lack of arts and music in schools is funding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Prop 28 come or Prop 13, I'm sorry, comes in and the original sin is no consistent funding and a lot less funding for public schools. Uh, in the state of California before Prop 13, New York and Los Angeles were about parity, meaning the amount of funding the state provided for public education for a child was about the same. And it makes some sense. We're both relatively high cost places to live. We try to take care of a workforce in schools, pay them well, give them fair benefits. Uh, but infrastructure and cost of living is high in New York and Los Angeles. It just is. You would expect, therefore, the funding level to be about the same. Mm -hmm. By the time I became superintendent in 2018, New York was investing about $30,000 a year in a student. Los Angeles, California, seventeen. Wow. Yeah. So let that one settle in. You go, okay, wow. now what are you supposed to do? Okay. Now, I, I taught all my kids in sports when they were young before they could realize I was a pretender, right? I wanted, <laughs> so, so you're teaching six and eight-year-olds to play soccer. It's about be nice and yeah. teamwork and you, know, you get a popsicle after practice and all that stuff. It's not about skills, okay? Uh, but one thing that we saw in that is we never talked about we were going to practice less than the other team and beat them. We were never going to have four people on the field when they had eight. So how does that connect to schools? Well, if we have $17,000 to invest and New York has 30, they got more people on the field. Mm -hmm. 
they got money for arts and music. New York schools have about three and four schools, almost 80% of arts and music. California, one in five, less than 20. There you have it. It's well, a funding issue. So, yeah. so then how are you going to tackle the funding issue? You're going to chip away at it. You're going to, no, the nickels and dimes doesn't get you there. Can't beg, borrow, and steal the money. You need right. to make it, perhaps make the problem a bigger problem, go directly to voters, which is what we did. So in each thing that I've gotten involved in, I've tried to make sure, at least I understand, and the group of team that's working on it, what's the problem we're trying to solve? And if we put this effort in, are we actually going to create a sustainable solution? Uh, and, uh, you know, delighted Prop 28, this is a forever. This is a sustainable solution. Now let's get these great teachers in, working directly with kids and amazing things are going to grow. And yes. we're going to look back in five or 10 years. It won't just be more arts and music. That's great. But the multicultural, diverse nature of our society and the communities in which we live is going to come to schools in ways we've never seen before. So the expansion of opportunity, we'll have indigenous brush art in more schools. Yeah, We'll have hip hop and beat making music in more schools. We'll have Ableton and music production. We'll have different forms of dance and creative expression. Uh, that is next level stuff. We do that in California. Let's yeah. make sure kids in schools have a chance to do that too. Amazing. All right. So if you are a parent and you have kids in public schools, make sure to ask your school, what are we doing with the Prop 28 funding? So make sure that your schools are utilizing it because it is free money for them to expand all of their arts programs. They decide what arts programs they want. So make sure to ask your kids' schools that. Um, or if you're a kid in school watching this, ask them, right? Yeah, high schooler, you got your own agency. But but the point, it starts with the, the reason we gave the agency to families, I believe. Yeah. The best way to help all boats rise, the best way to make sure your kids get a great education is to be involved in your kid's school. Yes. This is a path in. Uh, and the first question one should start with is the one you mentioned, which is, so what's our school doing with Prop 28 funds? Yeah. Linda Darling-Hammond, the president of the State Board of Education, uh, she and I spoke together at a conference in UCLA a couple of weeks ago. I asked her a question directly. Just tell me how this law passed, right? Yes, it passed. Is it valid now? Yes. Do schools have funding for this school year? Yes. So that means they could hire someone right now? Yes. So the question arises then at school, which is, okay, what are we doing? Have we picked a program as a school? Mm -hmm. What are we doing to find that teacher? Because every day that goes by where the teacher hasn't been hired, it means there's an empty classroom and some kids not get a chance to participate in arts and music. And that's wrong. Well, thank you for everything you do. Make a ton of noise, please, for the puzzle master, the problem solver, Austin Butner. <laughs> Daniel, thank you for having me. <laughs> You know? No, I, I got to work on the accent still. Yeah, got to work on that a little. Um, so, School Gig, make sure to check out schoolgig.us if you're interested or if you have a friend that you think is interested, share it, post it, get into it, check it out. And uh, yes, Austin, thank you for all you do, man. Happy happy to be involved and glad we get to work together on this. Thanks. Really can't say thank you enough. It's amazing what uh, School Gig is and will become. Uh, and uh, again, shout out again to the, the whole team at Jam Card and the whole crew you put together to make it reality. Thank you. Go! <laughs>